Welcome to Golden Point Sports, your number one sports talk podcast. Now for your host, two guys who are killing the dad bod book, living out their faith, and talking sports, Robert Foster and Brad Winter. On today's episode, Brad and I are going to review week one of the NFL season, and then we're going to preview week two of the NFL season. We're going to talk a little college football. We're also going to get the update from Brad on the on the NBA and the and especially the uh, very interesting NHL playoffs as uh, as one half of the uh, Stanley Cup Finals are now set with the Dallas Stars, and yeah, it's going to be it's I, I mean it's an exciting time. Definitely uh, in the sports world, for sure. Had the U.S. Open over this weekend. Uh, and I, Brad, I don't know if you're a big fan of the of tennis. Probably not. But I, I like a little tennis. I think it's a really good sport. Uh, but either way, Brad, we're probably not going to get into much tennis. Um, but, yeah, I mean, U.S. Open, hey, give it a shot if, you, if you'd like. But if you wouldn't like to, I completely understand that as well. All right, Brad, first things first, though. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. The NFL is back. So I had a fun weekend. Uh, I tried Sunday to watch. I think I only caught like probably a half of the game, uh, then a quarter of another, uh, just with girls and all that stuff. You know, Evie, my, my oldest, who's four, kept saying, man, this is boring. And I was like, well, you're going to be in for a long night on Monday because uh, we're watching all three hours of boring football. So uh, I got to watch my Steelers beat the, the Giants, and that was good. I know it's the Giants, but, hey, it's a win. Uh, just like your Titans last night, it's a win. So, uh, but, yeah, man, I'm doing good. I can't complain. Uh you know, we're transitioning to Kentucky in just a few weeks. And so it's been busy on our front. Uh, but I'm excited about getting on and talking sports today. That's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, congrats to uh, your Steelers and my Titans. Uh, uh, Steven Goskowski, you wouldn't think a Hall of Fame kicker, uh, would miss, uh, what, three field goals and uh, – or two field goals and an uh, extra point. But uh, he did. But, hey, he made the one that really mattered, and that was the uh, technically the game winner. And so the Titans, 16-14, uh, didn't really expect mm-hmm. a low-scoring game like that, but it is what it is. We'll get into hey, those games a little bit later. I will say, too, this is a crazy stat. I saw that with his three missed kicks last night, Kikowski dropped from fourth most accurate kicker ever in NFL history to ninth with those three missed kicks. So Wow. wow. No wonder he was taking his shoes and socks off. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, he, hey, <laughs> ironically, uh, I saw something this morning where he said, uh, if he would have had to, he would have took his pants off to make that last kick. Uh, thankfully he didn't do that. So, um, but hey, if he, if he finds out he dropped to ninth, uh, he may be kicking naked. Uh, anyways, uh, all right. So let's talk about the NBA and NHL real quick. So the NBA, um, we got a, we're recording this on a Tuesday. We got a game seven between the Nuggets and the Clippers. The Nuggets, Brad, I mean, coming back from three to one, you're not only were they down three to one, but they were down, what, 16, I think, in both games, and they came back. And, I mean, I just – I don't know if this is more of a – more of a, uh, a great thing by the Nuggets or more of like a slight at the Clippers. I mean, these – both of these teams – it seems like the Clippers should have handled this, but I don't know. The Nuggets, I mean, they're obviously – they're coming in with the momentum and coming into a game seven with the momentum, I don't know. Game sevens have been really interesting. The Nuggets, they – I mean, if they do beat the Clippers, I mean, 
They had a game seven against the Jazz. They now go game seven against the Clippers. I mean, the Lakers, the Lakers may be getting a team that, I mean, is is uh, going to be way too tired to be playing. I mean, you just mm-hmm. uh, oh well, it is the sport. But anyways, what do you think about the NBA? And then uh, go into the NHL uh, uh, update. Yeah, so I think the Nuggets, and I haven't officially looked this up, so I could be very wrong in saying this, but I think they might be the first. I'm pretty sure they're the first team in uh, in sports history to be down 3-1 in both series and force a game seven. Um, now, in saying that, winning a game seven, uh, we'll see tonight they play at 7 o'clock. Uh, I'm probably going to watch that because, well, the Jazz, game seven against the Jazz and the Nuggets was a lot of fun to watch. But, yeah, I agree with you. The Lakers could be getting one tired team. Uh and more, more realistically, it's with the uh, Nuggets than the Clippers because, like I just said, the Nuggets have had two game sevens. Uh, so, if the Nuggets win, yeah, the Lakers are looking at a tired team they can take advantage of. Uh, and then as far as the East goes, you know, my original pick was the Lakers versus the Celtics uh, when we had uh, Tyler on, uh, the Indiana Pacers writer. And, and I remember saying I, I want the Lakers and the Celtics because we haven't seen that in about, I don't know, eight to ten years. And It'd be fun to see that rivalry again. And so far, I mean, they're looking good. Uh, but the Heat, I mean, if you are if you watch the Heat games, they're, they're looking pretty scary. So uh, my, my pick is in jeopardy. But I think, I mean, I think what I'm saying is that so far, playoffs in all the sports so far in NBA, NHL, uh, MLB starts in 12 days. Uh, your Cardinals playing the, the, the Brewers, I think, like 10 total times within the last uh, 13 days of the season. But anyway, uh I'm excited about the MLB playoffs because the NHL and MLB playoffs have been so fun to watch. Um, and so I'm excited to watch that Celtics heat uh, Eastern Conference final that start today, starts today at 530 uh, Central Time. And so I may not be – I might watch that one and sacrifice the game seven of the Clips and those. I'm not really sure. So, anyway, I'll probably pick one of the two. Uh, but, yeah, the NBA is doing well. Um, and then the NHL, you know, the Stars, and I want to say it's double overtime, pipping one overtime. I know just one overtime. They beat the Golden Knights 3-2 to advance to the Stanley Cup Finals. It's the first time they've been in the Stanley Cup Finals since uh, 2003, I believe. I'd have to double-check that, but I think it's 2003. 1999, I believe. Actually. Oh, 1999. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, so it's been a long time since it's been in the Stanley Cup. And I was even telling my wife, like, this morning or last night, it's been really weird. Like, last year we had the St. Louis Blues in the West and now we have Dallas Stars. Uh, it's just teams that you don't really hear of. And then the year before, we the Golden Knights. Uh, the international predators. So uh, the West is just looking kind of weird, and, and it's not—they're not bad teams. They're just teams you don't really think about when you think of the Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, I kind of like that diversity that's coming out of the Western Conference and NHL. Uh, then the Eastern Conference Final, Tampa Bay's up three-one, I believe. Yeah, three-one on the Islanders. Game five is tonight at seven o'clock. I don't know if many people are going to be watching that because I think a lot more people are going to be watching the Nuggets and the Clippers play Game Seven. But uh, the the Tampa Bay Lightning look good, so I don't see them having an issue with the Islanders tonight. Um, and if you had the Dallas Stars and the Lightning in the Santa Cup final, I mean, if you watch the playoffs, really they've been they've been probably. The, I mean, obviously they're the two best teams they make to the Santa Cup final, but they've been a lot of fun to watch. They're they're both very fast teams. Uh, they have good goaltending going on, and so uh, Santa Cup final. Although it's it's weird. I mean, I don't know when I think of hockey, I don't think of Tampa Bay and and Dallas, but uh, but nonetheless, uh, it should be a good Santa Cup final with those two teams. So uh, yeah. Playoffs, for example, like I said earlier, not for example, but playoffs have been really good between the NBA and NHL. Well, hey, at least one Tampa Bay team uh, is getting things done uh, on on some sort of ice, field, court, whatever you want to say. Um, at least one is doing that. I, I want to real quick, um, 
you know, you brought up the MLB, and uh, it's been kind of different too. I mean, the White Sox are doing really well. Uh, but I want to mention a guy, uh, Brad. I you you and I'm not sure if you know him. Uh, you may, um, but he is a UT Martin alum, mm -hmm. Mr. Alec Mills. Uh, he threw a he threw a no hitter for the Chicago Cubs. Now, granted, as a Cardinals fan, the Cubs are definitely not a uh, favorite team of mine. But uh, congrats to Alec Mills and uh, yeah, and he yeah, was a walk on. He was a walk on at Martin too. So I mean. Impressive story. I watched him pitch a few times when I worked for Sports Information. I didn't do a lot of baseball with, with Martin. I did more softball, but I did get to watch him a few times, and it's cool to see uh, somebody that I watch on the field now play in the, the major leagues and do well. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's, uh, you know, he's – this was only, like, maybe his fifth start or something like that. Or, uh, Anyways, he's not – he's not – he's kind of had an up-and-down career as a as – a, as a, you know, as a baseball player, but you know, in all honesty, this is kind of a, uh, kind of a, uh, I, I want to say like a, uh, kind of like a synopsis of how the, of how the MLB season's going. A guy like Alec Mills, who you, which you know him, but you know, other people don't. Uh, he's very well unknown. Um, well, up until this point, of course. And so, but it's kind of like, hey, you know, this guy is making a name for himself in a regular season. Would he have done that? You know, mm -hmm. uh, would he have even got the chance in a regular season? And so, but anyways, nonetheless, congrats to Alec Mills on a no hitter. Uh, no hitters are very, they're very impressive. And uh, they are very, uh, they're very impressive. They are, um, they're a dime a dozen. That's for sure. They don't happen very often at all. Uh, very rare. And uh, but hey, you know a guy like Alec Mills, uh, all my all my respect goes out to him for for being able to do that. All right, Brad, let's talk a little college football because the ACC and the Big Twelve are back. No offense to all the other conferences that we're playing, uh, but uh, now we get to the big boys. Now we get to the Power Five conferences, or I guess we'll have Power Three since two of them aren't playing. Um, depending on a vote from the Big Ten, at least, today. Uh, either way, uh, the ACC and the Big 12 are back. Um, you know, I think they had some, you know, I, I think maybe it was kind of interesting the first weekend. I think, you know, the first couple of weekends, it's not going to be too, too great. But, I mean, I, I personally, uh, next weekend, the SEC will be back, and uh, and we definitely will have some – definitely have some really interesting games as they're only playing conference only. But um, – but I thought that Notre Dame, Notre Dame, you know, they had their first game in an actual conference. I think they look good to a degree. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know how much you can put in on these teams on, you know, how they look. I mean, because it's just been an odd all season for them. Uh, kind of like with the NFL, we saw it this weekend, and we'll probably talk about it a little more. That I mean, just no preseason, no, you know, no true like. No real training camp. Yeah, they had a training camp, but it was different, you know, than usual. And it just uh, kind of, you know, I think you have to take a, a lot of the play in the first couple of weeks with a grain of salt. But that's where you see a lot of upsets. I mean, um, we were talking before the show uh, that, you know, I mean, Central uh, – Central, what, what was that? Central uh, – uh, Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Kansas, Louisiana Lafayette beat – uh, Iowa State, who was ranked top 25, number th 23, 
And right. then uh, Kansas State lost to Arkansas State 35-31. So Big 12 uh, looking like little 12 right now. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, those teams in Louisiana, they're pretty good. Uh, that's for sure. But either way, all right, so like I said, at Notre Dame, I thought they looked pretty good, um, you know, to a degree. I mean, you know, national champion contender or ACC contender, maybe not, but uh, at this point at least. Um, Clemson and Oklahoma, I mean, yeah, they played cupcakes, but they both looked good. Well, I'm sorry, Clemson played Wake Forest, but, I mean, Clemson made them look like a cupcake. So, uh, but either way, Oklahoma, they played Missouri State, and so, I mean, definitely was a cupcake, but either way, I thought both looked pretty good. Uh, this week's games, though, Brad, I mean, I, do you have any kind of on your uh, that on your watch list? I, me personally, uh, UCF, Georgia Tech, I think would be a pretty good game. Uh, got Syracuse and Pitt, should be an okay game. Miami-Louisville, that's the big primetime game with, with uh, our guys Herbie and uh, – oh, goodness, now my – Chris Fowler. There we go, Chris Fowler. Uh, we heard them on Monday Night Football last night, thought they'd done great. Uh, wish they could do both, really, but that's all right. Uh, NC State and Wake Forest, I think that'll be a pretty good game. Maybe kind of low scoring, maybe a, maybe a little boring, but, uh, hey, we don't have a lot of games to choose from, Brad. So, uh, <laughs> but either way, you got any games that's kind of on your watch list this week? Uh, yeah, I think USF and Notre Dame should be a good game. Potentially, I mean, I say good game, but we'll see. Uh, then Houston and Baylor for me, the uh, only reason why I'm picking that game is because I would like to see uh, Dave – uh, Miranda or yeah, Randa. Sorry, hey, Randa, who moved over from LSU to Baylor. I like to just see what, how he does in his first game out as a new coach. And I think like we'll see a lot of struggles in that game because of COVID. So, uh, not that you could have predicted what was, was going to happen, but uh, I wonder how many challenges he has being a new coach in, in the era of COVID um, and the difficulties he had when it came to uh, teaching a. Uh, a new system and, and, and a new defense and all that good stuff. But in saying all that, yeah, I think for me it's just Houston and Baylor, uh, USF, Notre Dame, and maybe like for as a reach, maybe Navy and Tulane or Louisiana Lafayette and Georgia State. But I'm not going to clear my schedules to watch those two games. But they're kind of somewhat intriguing. So I, I'm not sure if there's – there's not a whole lot of games I'm probably going to clear my schedule to watch this weekend – um now granted though hey next weekend like i said the sec will start uh the big 12 and the and the uh acc they will have well i think they'll pretty much be through their uh you know cupcake games i guess it would be and so uh we should have more interesting games on their side as well um but you know the big 10 they're supposed to vote today uh and brad i just i'm not sure i'm not sure you know it's kind of a mess. You know, we were kind of talking before the show and, uh, you know, they, they, they're kind of flip-flopping on the votes here. If they do vote to play, it's going to be what mid to late October. Um, kind of late. I mean, do you play a, you know, can you put an Ohio state or Penn state in the playoff? If they only play a, I don't know, six game, you know, season, um, now, obviously, you can't play two games in one week, but it's just a, it's just kind of an odd thing. Um, and maybe they can play more than six. They should be able to. I guess if you go deep into, I guess if you go deep into December, maybe you can play eight. I assume. Um, but either way, I mean, I just it's such a such an odd thing, Brad. And so, what well, what are your thoughts on the Big Ten? Um, 
you know, should they just call it, should they just, you know, just stick with the decision? I mean, if they're not going to, you know, if they're not going to start, if they're going to approve it or, and they're not going to start at the beginning of October, I mean, you know, if they're not going to try to get 10 games in, does it matter? Yeah, so for me, I don't know if I'm worried about them getting 10 games in. I think eight would be just fine. Like you were saying earlier, like trying to squeeze an eight. Uh, but I definitely think they're the picture of what not to do. It's kind of like the, the MLB of, of college football. Um, and, and, you know, they're making a decision. They don't make a decision. They make a decision. They don't make a decision. I think there's a lot of pressure, honestly, that they've had since not making a decision. I, I'm not even talking about the, pre- the, the pressure from, from President Trump. I'm talking about the SEC and, and how much people are excited to watch them and uh, maybe they saw the ratings from the first week of the ACC and the Big 12, despite maybe the circumstances that happened around uh, the Big 12 and their struggles with the Sun Belt. But, um, you know, I think maybe they saw that and thought, maybe we're making a stupid decision. Um, and it's not even the fact that uh, I don't even think people are worried about having having fans in the crowd at this point. Um, it's really, again, just COVID with the teams and whatnot. But I think they probably saw the first week and go, uh, well, um, you know, I think they're watching the SEC super closely uh, because, I mean, if you look at the power conferences, I mean, SEC, Big Ten are kind of up there as the top two. He might disagree with me. He might put ACC in there or whatever. But um, but saying that, I mean, they're they're trying not to lose credibility at this point. Um, and there's teams like Ohio State who's really pressuring them on we want to play. Um, and they don't want to lose Ohio State. Now that I, I think – I mean, because someone at one point said, well, can Ohio State – the Big Ten and join the SEC. Uh, if you want to be geographical, that's just, I mean, it's just stupid. Um, unless you want to make two or three super conferences and just rename everything. But I think Big Ten scared that maybe if they lose one of their big, um, one of their big teams like Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan, uh, that it could all go downhill for the rest of the conference. So I think at this point, they're kind of just facing the pressure of not wanting to lose programs, but also, well, we saw Rails play this weekend. And, it looked fine, so so why not? Why don't Why don't we do it? Um, but at, at this point, I mean, think October. I mean, they're gonna have. I, at this point, I know they're trying to get ready, but it has to be like October one. You know, is when they. I mean, obviously, it'd be October third, but um, but you'd have to be pretty pretty fast, I think, on getting the season started. Because if you wait to the end of October to start, um, although your fans would be grateful that you have started, uh, I don't think it's good for the rest of college football. I agree. I agree with you completely. Yeah, I mean, the Big Ten is just um, – they got a lot of questions to answer. And, um, you know, I think that they've kind of brought it on themselves in a way. I mean, you know, you can't um, you can't expect the virus to – I mean, you, you can't expect – you can't expect anything, really, uh, with, with the times that we're in. And so, yeah, I think it's just a it's, – it's an odd time. And, and I don't want to be – I wouldn't want to be some – I wouldn't want to be a president um, – uh, one of these schools making the decision, honestly, I, I wouldn't. Um, and so I, I don't, uh, I don't fault them at all for their decisions, but at the same time, um, they're too. Um, and so um, maybe that's just my opinion. And, but still, I, I, um, I just think that, you know, you gotta, you gotta look elsewhere and you look at how it's working elsewhere. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the big 10, they, they may come back. They may not. We'll, we'll find out hopefully today. Um, knowing, knowing everything that's going on, we probably won't find out today because that's how it is. Um, but either way, uh, I, I guess we can for sure say the Pac-12 isn't coming back. That's for sure. Um, they may play in the spring, but, uh, hey, you never know. I mean, fight for the Rose Bowl, I guess. <laughs> so, either way. All right, Brad, before we go to break, let's talk about week one of the NFL season. 
let's review it, shall we? Um, in my opinion, I thought it was kind of a weird week. Uh, we both talked about this. Uh, you know, who saw a, a team like the Washington football team or, or the Jags winning? I mean, I, I talked a lot of crap on the Jags, and, I mean, I had – you know, I had Phillip Rivers as a start of the week at quarterback. And, and man, I tell you what, he um, – he, yeah, uh, hope you didn't listen to me on that one. Uh, anyways, um, I think a lot of – I think a lot of these games, they obviously showed um, the lack of preseason games, in my opinion. I, I know that, you know, a lot of people, they want to get rid of these preseason games. But, honestly, I, I think that these games show that those preseason games, they do matter. And um, and they kind of need them, in my opinion. I, I also think, you know, I, I two questions really for you. Is, is Tom Brady, is he obviously declining? Um, he didn't look like the Tom Brady of old. Now, granted, this is a new team, no preseason. Um, you know, had a couple of – had a couple of, you know, a couple of mistakes that you wouldn't have saw him make 10 years ago, I think. And so uh, – and the other question is, is Aaron Rodgers showing that the uh, Packers, they shouldn't have drafted Love? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, granted, Minnesota's defense isn't that good, but uh, – or at least the secondary is not. And so, I mean, but Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he looked like he was, you know, 10 years younger. And so, um, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers found the fountain of youth and Tom Brady hasn't or I, I, Father Time's catching up to Brady. I I don't know. That's kind of what I take away from this week. Um, two guys who used to be in the elite category of quarterbacks in, in the league. Um, and obviously they're elite uh, overall uh, for their careers, but, but still, yeah. Anyways, what, what, what was your thoughts on, on the, on, you know, thoughts and, and highlights that you could, that you could mention about week one? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I was in the same boat you were in. There's just a lot of, I think surprises, like, who would have thought – I mean, honestly, who would have thought Washington beat Philly? And it's not even that Philly's this dominant, went on the NFC championship team. But at the same time, I mean, it's Washington. So, uh, I mean, Washington's defense did really well this past week at Philly. Um, I was really surprised there. Uh, my Ra- The Raiders – I say my Raiders. They're not my Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, and I had them. I, told, I said that was, like, my honorable mention for game of the week. It might have been a really exciting game because it was back and forth. Uh, but that was that was an interesting game. Josh Jacobs looks like he's taking over full time as the running back, and so uh, yeah, the Jags they surprised me. I mean, I did say to start uh, Gardner Minshew last week, but that was just because I said because he was going to have stats and garbage time, uh, and uh, and so uh, so yeah, so he did really well. He actually I started him in my leagues, and he did really well, three touchdowns. Uh, I think he was like 19 for 21 and no, no interceptions. Uh, anyway, he did really well. Uh, the Bills, you know, I know it was against the Jets, but Josh Allen, first Buffalo quarterback to throw for 300-plus uh, yards since uh, 2016. Uh, that was impressive. I think he's looking good. I know it was the Jets. For, forgive me if you're saying that I, I'm giving him too much credit. Uh, yeah, and then you have the Seahawks. I mean, Russell Wilson looks great against the uh, – against uh, against the Falcons, uh, and, and I, they always do well on East Coast games. Uh, the Lions game, I watched the, the very, very end of that. There's some bonus coverage by Fox, um, and that was pretty neat getting to watch uh, just the end of that. And uh, sadly, DeAndre Swift, wide open in the end zone, uh, drops the pass to win the game. He's a rookie, but um, 
just crazy to think about that. I mean, and, and really, I mean, everybody was on the Lions offense. They're like, you know, I mean, start all the, the Lions receivers and start the running backs. They're going to be this amazing offensive team. And uh, they weren't. And uh, Mitch Trubisky threw for three-plus passing touchdowns for the fourth game in a row. So he finished last last season on a three-game streak of, of, uh, of three-plus – or four – yeah, three-game streak on three-plus – Pass touchdowns, and he added to it again uh, yet um, Sunday. And so, showing people that he is a decent quarterback. Now, whether he's the, the quarterback of the future for the Bears, still still yet to unseen. Uh, Cam Newton, the resurgence of Cam Newton. Now, whether that lasts, we'll see. Uh, but him to have such a great game against Miami, uh, you know, securing the number one spot for most rushing yards by New England uh, quarterback. But when you think of the New England quarterbacks, I'm like, I mean, that's an cool, impressive stat. But they had Tom Brady, not known for rushing. Uh, Drew Bledsoe, not known for rushing. Uh, Vinny Tessaverdi, not known for rushing. So, like, so, but anyway, uh, he did well against Miami. Uh, and then, I mean, honestly, uh, for me, uh, another touching point, a touch point would be uh, the, the Cardinals and the 49ers. You know, uh, that was a game that uh, flip-flops between them and the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders and Carolina Panthers. And it was good to see Kyler Murray do well. DeAndre Hopkins had 14 catches. Uh, so they look like they're pretty uh, in sync over there in Arizona. Uh, they could be somewhat of a dangerous team, which you had them in their seventh spot uh, in NFC, and I kind of had kind of went back and forth between them and the Eagles. But after the first week, uh, and I could be overreacting here, uh, maybe I should have took that other flip flop and had the Cardinals in the seventh like you did. But anyway, uh, I don't want to digress too much. But first week, by all means, it was I thought it was it was interesting. It was it was it was interesting. There was games that uh, happened and. Like, like the Jags and the Colts, I mean, who would have thought, you know, the Jags would have came out and beat the Colts the first week of the season. Uh, who would have thought me dropping Naheem uh, Hines before – I had him in the starting spot. I was like, I think he's going to do good. Then I read too many uh, too many fantasy blogs, and I wound up dropping him, and he had like 20 points uh, on the waiver wire in that league. But anyway, I digress. It was a good week, uh, weird week, um, and I'm trying to figure out what I should overreact to and what I should uh, see as potential – uh, opportunities for teams going into the rest of the season. Yeah, it's kind of hard to – I think it's after the first week, it's kind of hard to really have a, a whole lot of overreactions. I mean, you know, I mean, you could say, you know, there was a couple of calls, maybe the Cowboys, maybe the – maybe, you know, I, obviously the Cowboys were talked about by the mainstream media, media enough, so we don't talk about them a whole lot. But, I mean, you know, uh, Michael Gallup was that, was that OPI, uh, A.J. Green – uh, was that OPI? Um, you know, I mean, yeah, you have questions about that, but you got to remember too. Um, you know, the officials didn't have a preseason either, and so I think that that's one reason why you're seeing more and more, uh, more and more. I think calls uh, and maybe not as much leniency, or maybe there is some leniency. I, I know uh, in the Lions game, um, Jamie Collins. I think that yes, Jamie Collins. He he was showing the ref what the player did with their helmet, but he hit the ref with his helmet, and so he got ejected. Um, you know, just uh, maybe a bozo mistake on both of their parts, but either way, I, I think it's uh, – I think week one was was a weird week, but, Brad, we have football back. And after the break, we're going to preview week two with our fantasy football starts and sits, our, our golden start of the week, our week two preview, give you three games that – you should be really interested in watching from the both of us. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to pick them. We're going to pick uh, – we're going to – well, we're going to pick these games. All right, Brad, let's go break.
All right, folks, so we are back. Brad, let's start with the fantasy football starts and sits. Now, me personally, I was a little rusty week one, but um, I put a little more thought into this, and I put a little more heart and, and soul into these picks, and and uh, I hope that I'm I hope that I uh, I can be I can be a service to somebody uh, with the, with these picks. But let's start with the quarterbacks first, Brad. For me, my start of the week at quarterback is the Bills quarterback Josh Allen. I mean, let's just look at what the Dolphins let Cam Newton do. I mean, I think Josh Allen. Uh, now, I'm not saying he's a better quarterback than Cam Newton, but I think that Josh Allen can do just as much as Cam Newton did against the Dolphins. And uh, and so, yeah, I think start Josh Allen. I like that. Personally, if you have somebody like a Josh Allen on your bench and you have this guy in your starting position, I would sit him. And that is sit Deshaun Watson. I know that's crazy, okay? Most people aren't going to have a good enough person to, to you know, switch out Deshaun Watson with. But if, maybe if you have a guy like Josh Allen, maybe start him instead. But here's my thing about Deshaun. Deshaun, he didn't have that great of a fantasy game against the Chiefs, as I think he should have. Um, and, well, the Ravens, they have a better defense. I, I mean, I, these are kind of obvious reasons. But if you can sit Deshaun Watson and start a guy like Josh Allen, I would do that at this week. Brad, what about you at quarterback? Yeah, so for me, uh, I actually had the same quarterback to start, Josh Allen. Uh, I know he played the Jets last week, but Miami gave up 75 yards and two rushing touchdowns to Cam Newton. Uh, made him look like an MVP like he was in 2015. Uh, and he probably had the quickest turnaround as far as a quarterback learning in the system uh, that any other quarterback in the NFL for week one. Um, and so, uh, yeah, start Josh Allen uh, versus Miami. Uh you know, and he lost two fumbles. Sure, he lost two, or he had two fumbles during the Jets game. Uh, he might have some more fumbles in the Miami game, but um, that offense is clicking. It's looking good. So uh, I would trust Josh Allen here with the ball. Uh, as far as sitting goes, you might sit there and say, well, you know, Derek Carr had 239 yards and one one passing touchdown. That's not super special, but he did he did pretty decent against the the Carolina Panthers. New Orleans Saints, uh, just like you were saying with with Deshaun Watson. I'm really saying defense is a lot better than Carolina's, and uh, they tore Tom Brady up. So, and saying all that, uh, I would not start Derek Carr. And I know you're probably like, well, is that a deeper league? Uh, I mean, I've, I have somebody in a 10-team 10, 10 league that has Derek Carr on it uh, that started this past week. So, and saying that, uh, just because he's – huh? Two QB league. I mean, you might. You may oh, that too. Also. Yeah, that too. But yeah, I would not start him against the Saints. Uh, their secondary looked really good against Tampa Bay this past week. Uh, I like that. I like that pick. I do. All right. So for running back, I have start Ronald Jones. I mean, listen, I, I just think that it's his backfield to lose. And I think he's going to do really well against the Panthers. I mean, Josh Jacobs had three rushing touchdowns. Um, now, Ronald Jones, I don't think he's as good as Josh Jacobs, that's for sure. But. He's getting the opportunity, and I think he didn't do too bad against the Saints, but uh, like you just said, I mean, the Panthers' defense is not as good as the Saints. So start Ronald Jones if you have him. And, uh, Brad, sit whoever the Jets play at running back. I mean, sit 
I mean, I don't care if it's Le'Veon Bell, Frank Gore, Jamichael P. Ryan, uh, I, you know, like Marshawn Lynch. I, I don't care who it is. Don't, don't play them. Just don't. Just, just don't. Um, no, just don't do it. All right, what about you at running back? Uh, yeah, so I, for stardom, um, again, when I say that, I, I hate using players for my team, so I don't do it with him at Homer, but I think if you, I think Benny Snell is a good start this week against Denver. Uh, Derrick Henry did a good job. Now, Benny Snell is not Derrick Henry, so let's just reiterate that. But in saying that, though, I still think that's a good pick. James Conner uh, came out this morning, actually, right before we started recording that. Uh, it's just a high ankle sprain, and James Conner might recover and do well, but Man, Benny Snow played really well against the Giants. I know it's the Giants, but Denver's front front seven is really not that great with Von Miller out. Maybe Chubb, but uh, I think Von Miller is the leader of the team. You can see they're kind of missing that leader. Maybe Drell Casey will be that by next week because he kind of stepped up a little bit against the Titans. Uh, but Benny Snow, I think. Huh? Our guy, A.J. Johnson. Uh, he did okay. He did okay. But uh, – <laughs> anyway, so in saying all that, I think Mason's a good start for Denver. And they saw him to sit, and they had a decent game against the, the Titans. But uh, if you watch the, the Steelers play, uh, they only gave up uh, six rushing yards to Saquon Barkley. In fact, Ben Roethlisberger had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley at nine yards for the game. Uh, and Saquon Barkley, a lot of leagues are picked, I mean, a lot of leagues have him going number one or two. And uh, he did not do well against the Steelers' defense. So, in saying that, I'm going to go forward to this coming week's uh, this coming week's uh, matchup with the Broncos, and I wouldn't start Melvin Gordon or Philip Lindsay. So, any of the Broncos running backs, I would not start them. Uh, and I'm not saying you know Steelers, but look, they gave something like they literally gave up six yards. Like before halftime, Saquon Barkley had negative nine yards rushing. Okay. So they got six yards, Saquon Barkley, who a lot of people like. A lot of people think yeah, he's a dark horse for MVP. Uh, that that he's going one two in fantasy drafts. Um, so I would not start any Denver Denver running backs this week. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I mean uh, Melvin Gordon. He he kind of came on a little bit after Phil Lindsay was ruled out of that game last night. But you're right. Um, the Pittsburgh defense is better than the Titans, that's for sure. And uh, and so yeah, I, I like that Benny Snell pick. Uh, Benny Snell. People, if you're if you're going on the waiver wire here and you got free agents to pick up, Benny Snell is if he's not the number one priority uh, after having a 19 carries uh, or after having 116 yards on 19 carries. If you if if Benny Snell is not your is not the main pickup in your league, uh, get out of that league because those people don't know what they're talking about. Uh, which we may not know what we're talking about either. But Benny Snell, if he's in free agency. He deserves to be on a team. That's for sure. I personally, I didn't even realize that James Conner got hurt last night. I thought Benny Snell just took the job. I mean, I mean, because he, he played really well. And uh, I drafted Benny Snell in a couple of leagues because I just kind of, you know, was like, going to wait on him, going to wait on him. And, uh, hey, he showed out in week one. It didn't start him, uh, which I would have, though. But that's okay. Maybe I can start him this week. All right, so for wide receiver – I have start Keenan Allen. All right, listen. The Chargers, they're going to have to air it out to try to keep up. Now, now here's my thing. Um, the Chargers, do they look like a good team right now being, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to think of them. But Keenan Allen, 
Um, I think he's going to get there. I think he's going to get the targets. I think he can get the receptions um, against this Chiefs defense. And so, yeah, I, I think you start Keenan Allen this week. I like that move for sure. And here's the thing. I would sit Jamison Crowder. Don't, don't, don't fall into the hype, people. Listen, I fell into the hype. Listen, I, I know that Jamison Crowder is a guy who, who, who gets the ball, who, who he's a target machine. I get that. But I personally am going to wait until after at least week two or three to really fall into the love that Jamison Crowder is getting. Sure, you know, again, he's going to get targets. But I just can't trust him as a consistent starter yet. So sit Jamison Crowder. Maybe that might be a mistake. But honestly, I think you might feel better sitting Jamison Crowder than you would to than you would to start him. Personally, that that's just how I feel. Who do you have at wide receiver, Brad? Yes. So I was realize me or not. Um, so my start of the week is really a, any Bears uh, wide receivers, uh, namely Anthony Miller. Uh, Allen Robinson obviously would be a start in any league, but I would definitely start Anthony Miller. Last week against Detroit, he had four uh, four catches, 76 yards, one touchdown. Uh, and New York Giants, I mean, they really gave up a lot to Juju and Deontay Johnson. Now, granted, they, Juju got the two touchdowns. Jane Washington got one. Uh, but their secondary is garbage. So I would start Chicago wide receiver, namely Anthony Miller. Uh, but Allen Robinson wouldn't be a bad pick either. Um, or even uh, – Tariq Cohen, I know he's a running back, but they, they more they more or less use him as a as a pass catching back. But uh, and then sit of, of the week, and this is kind of weird because I've had some people that go after this guy, uh, and I've been kind of sold on him. But Terry McLaurin uh, of the Washington Football Team, uh, he only had five catches, sixty one yards, and zero touchdowns against the Eagles. And the Arizona Cardinals secondary looked really good. Now, granted, they did get, they did play against a 49ers team that's not pass heavy team, but uh, with Buda Baker back there and others, uh, I would not trust any Washington receiver. And really the only one you have to worry about for Washington is Terry McLaren. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, Terry McLaurin is a guy who I have in a couple leagues, and I probably will be sitting him this week as well. Uh, I just – I don't – I'm just not too, too confident in, in him at the moment. Uh, but I have him, I think, in my two dynasty leagues, I believe. So – uh, you know, I mean, obviously for Dynasty, you probably should get Terry McLaurin. All right, so tight end. Start of the week for me is Hayden Hurst. Um, I mean, listen, uh, Cowboys are bad on defense, and they're hurt on defense. Uh, Leighton Vanderish is down now. Uh, I like Hayden Hurst in this game. Uh, now, granted, he didn't have that great of a game against the Seahawks team, who was not very good against the, against the tight ends last year. But um, – but, hey, you know, I, I think he, he can have a bounce-back game, and I like him against the Cowboys. Uh, a guy who I was sold on that plays for the Cowboys was Blake Jarwin. Um, I thought maybe he could have a good year. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't. Um, and, yeah, I uh, – fortunately, towards ACL, injuries happen, and so, uh, you know, that, that, that sucks, of course. But, well, uh, yeah, I like start, starting Hayden Hurst this week against the Cowboys. And then, listen, if you got Gronkowski on your team – I, I don't know what you're waiting around on, but don't start him this week. Sit him. I mean, I yes, they're playing the Panthers, but I just don't know if Gronk is a, is a vocal point of the Bucks offense yet. Now, granted, I am fully I am fully okay with being wrong on this 
because, again, they're playing the Panthers. So, I mean, he could – this is where he could get his mojo back. But, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with sitting Gronk this week just because I just don't know where his place is on the Tampa Bay um, – on the Tampa Bay's offense is yet. What about you, tight end, Brad? Uh, yeah, so for me, uh, I had Jared Cook versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I just like that pick. I think he did well last week against Tampa Bay. Uh, he's a good safety valve for Drew Brees. And Las Vegas, they didn't really have to go against any competition last week as far as tight ends uh, with Carolina. And so I think this is really going to test their linebacker core uh, near their front seven. Uh, so I like Jared Cook uh, with – than the Saints. Uh, as far as the sit goes, I'm going to say Will Disley versus New England. Uh, Mike Gusecki, that was your sit of the week last week. Uh, that was a good sit of the week because you only have three catches for 30 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, and so New England, despite having so many guys sitting out for COVID, uh, did really well last week shutting down uh, Mike Gusecki in that, that short uh, throwing game to tight ends. Uh, so I would not play Will Disley this week versus New England Patriots. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, for me, on defense, I would start the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, listen, they're better than the Bengals, okay? They have a better defense than the Bengals. Well, maybe. I mean, might be about the same. But either way, I would start them. Uh, the Bengals, they contain the Chargers. Why can't the Chiefs, right? Now, granted, though, um, the Chiefs are probably going to get out to a way bigger lead against the Chargers, I would think. And so um, maybe they just play a little prevent. So maybe, you know – if you're sitting there and they only got you eight points and it comes across the fourth quarter and the Chiefs are up by three scores, well, um, you know, your defense is probably only going to score you maybe five or six instead of eight. But either way, um, I like the start of the week of, of the Chiefs. Um, I stream my defenses usually depending on, you know, depending on who falls. I mean, if you have a great, great defense like the Ravens or Steelers fall, then obviously you're going to start them every week. But um, I like the Chiefs this week. All right, I would sit the Patriots' defense. I think the Seahawks are humming on offense. And I think, listen, the Seahawks are a Super Bowl contender. The Miami Dolphins are a top five pick contender, okay? I mean, not only uh, Chris Carson, um, he's, probably, he's probably a better player than anybody on the entire Dolphins team. Um, let alone he might be the best player on the field or one of the best players on the field come Sunday. Um, you know, top three maybe. Russell Wilson's there, obviously. Uh, Jamal Adams there also. Um, and then you, you got people on the on the Patriots side. Cam Newton looked pretty good. But either way, I, I think Cam Newton, I just – I don't know. I think he can have an okay game against the Seahawks. But the Seahawks defense, I mean, they're, they're obviously they're not the – they're not what they used to be. But I thought they'd done pretty well. Uh, against the Falcons team that, listen, that Falcons offense has some high power, and uh, that Seahawks uh, that Seahawks team kept them in check for sure. And so I would sit uh, the Pats defense against the Seahawks on Sunday. Yeah, at first I, I thought I misheard you. I thought you were saying you were going to start the Seahawks. I was like, I mean, they gave up a lot to Calvin Ridley, although they didn't give a lot of points. Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress a little bit. So my start of the week for defense is Buffalo versus Miami. Uh, you know, I – Loved it. I know Miami was a, a good turnaround pick for me when we were talking about the season preview, and I thought they'd do well after last week with Cam Newton. Uh, I have a little bit more faith in Josh Allen and the uh, the Buffalo Bills, but also uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick keeps throwing interceptions. I mean, he had no touchdown passes and three interceptions 
And then if they have to throw two in there, uh, we don't know where we're going to go to. So I would start Buffalo and be on the safe side there. Uh, and then my sit of the week would be Washington versus Arizona. And you're like, man, Washington just had a really good game against Philly. They did. But uh, Arizona's looking really good. Like you were saying with Seattle humming on offense. Uh, Arizona was really good on offense uh, this past week. So I would not start Washington versus Arizona this week. Uh, Washington, yeah. I mean, Washington's their, their defensive line is like eight sacks. I mean, granted, Lane Johnson wasn't playing for the Eagles. But, uh, man, I mean – their, their defensive line is something. I mean, if Kyler Murray, if he can just he, – he may be running for his life, but uh, I, I think he'll still make some some plays, that's for sure. I think, I think at this point I trust Kyler Murray more than I tr- trust Carson Wentz. So. Uh, I wouldn't disagree with you. Um, all right, so golden start of the week for me, Brad. Last week I kind of had Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller together. So I'm going to go with Texans wide receiver – Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks duo again. That's my – I mean, listen, I know that it's again, but it's kind of the same reasons. I mean, Deshaun Watson is going to have to try to keep up with the Ravens. Now, granted, do I believe that the Ravens' offense is as high-powered as the as the Chiefs? Maybe not. I mean, um, they – you know, I, I mean, the Texans – but I, I do think that the Browns could be a better team than the Texans. And the Ravens, I mean, they might be about the same. But either way, um, yeah, I just think that I, even though I would sit Deshaun Watson, if I have somebody like a Josh Allen sitting on my bench, um, I would start Texans wide receiver, Will Fuller, the Brandon Cooks duo. I like that duo. If you got either one of those, start of the week. Um, yeah, I like it. What about you, Brad? Uh, yeah, so for me, I, I kind of went back and forth, honestly, trying to figure out who to start, who not to start. Um, and really, I think I'm going to go with Benny Snow. I know I said he's the start of the week for running back. Uh, I really think at this point, James Conner, not sure if he's going to come back. Benny Snow, I think he's trying to prove to everybody that he has improved. And even Ramon Foster, your last one on Twitter, because then last year, retired after the year, said that he saw a lot of growth with Benny Snow throughout the night. Like there was some like, picking up blocks that he wouldn't do last year or, or cutting out to the side like he wouldn't do last year. So it seems to me like Benny Snow has really improved. And so I would pick him against Denver this week as my bonus start of the week. I like it. All right, Brad, let's talk about week two outside of the fantasy football realm. Let's talk – let's pick three games that we're interested in watching and kind of, you know, give a reason why. For me, my first game is the Bengals versus the Browns. Um, listen, I, I'm, I, I'm a fan of Joe Burrow, and so I'm excited to just see him in prime time. Um, you know, this is a team – I think that for the Browns, this is a game that they got to win, Brad, because here's the thing. They had a bad game against the Ravens, but for everything that the Browns have done to improve their team, to lose to the Bengals and become the fourth-place team again in the AFC North, that's just bad for them. Um, The Bengals are expected to be that team. Uh, I mean, the Bengals, they – you know, outside of maybe a, a cramp up or pulling a hammy uh, by Randy Bullock, they should be undefeated right now. They should be 1-0. Uh, but I, I'm excited for that game. Uh, Bengals versus Browns Thursday night in prime time. I like that game. Brad, you got to what, – what's your first game on the dock? Yeah, my first game on the dock is Pittsburgh versus Denver, and, and this is why I'm saying that, because uh, I want to see what that offense looks like going into the second week. Uh, they did well against the Giants, but it was against the Giants. So – 
I want to see how they do against Denver. Uh, and then on top of that, I want to, Drew Locke, I, I, he looked like he made improvements. Uh, I know they went out losing last night, but uh, he looked a little bit more comfortable in that, that uh, offensive scheme that was been, uh, brought in by Pat Shermer. Uh, you know, Judy looked pretty good. Noah Font, uh, Fan, how you want to say his last name, like he was impressive. Uh, and so, yeah, so I want to see how good that game goes. And it's in Pittsburgh, so maybe it's uh, it's easier to lean towards Pittsburgh, but I'm just intrigued by the matchup. And I'm sure on week three I will not pick a Pittsburgh matchup, but we'll see. I'll try not to. Hey, listen, I, I mean, I, I I like to pick, though. I mean, if it's going to be a good game, you're interested in it, you're interested in it. That's how it goes. All right, so the Panthers versus Bucks is my second pick. Um, I just want to see if Tom Brady can rebound and uh, get his first win as a Buck. Um, I had we had both picked the Saints, I believe, to win last week. But, um, but either way, I, I'd like you know I would like to see. I think Tom Brady should be able to beat uh, the Panthers. But if he struggles again, I mean you struggle again against a, a Panthers defense that isn't good or isn't as good as the Saints, at least, um, that might not be a good thing. And so um, there might be more questions there than uh, than answers, really. But either way, I'm kind of excited about that game just because of the fact that see if Tom Brady can get his first win as a buck and rebound. Um, he should be able to. And uh, they're playing at home, even though uh, home field advantage doesn't really matter now. But either way, they are playing at home. Brad, what's your second game? Yeah, so for me, um, I'm picking your Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is why. Um, because I feel like the Jaguars defense, everybody was like, they're going to go 3-12. and 12. And Again, this is one of these – this is a situation week one where I'm trying not to overreact. Uh, because, again, it is Philip Rivers, so it's quarterback. So, in saying all that, um, you know, Jacksonville showed, at least against the Colts, that they're a bend but not break defense, at least in week one. Uh, they have a lot of yardage to the running backs, uh, to the receivers, but uh, ultimately they held on at the end. Garner Minshew looked good against a coach defense that a lot of people thought uh, was going to be one of the top defenses in the league uh, behind the Ravens and the Steelers and, 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 the, and the Patriots and a few others. Uh, but then on the Tennessee side of things, uh, you know, can someone stop the play action? I mean, Denver did a pretty decent job of it last night. Um, with, with Tannehill and them. Now, granted, I mean, Gaskowski did miss a lot of field goals last night, and that game probably should have been a lot more of a distance uh, win for the, the Tennessee Titans, but it wasn't, uh, and that's just part of the game. Um, and so I'm kind of curious to see, and I think it's a good measuring stick for Jacksonville, you know, like if they can go in and give Tennessee fits or even win that game, you know, uh, is it time to look out for Minshew Mania or – or is it just early season, no preseason, getting the rust off, so trying to figure things out, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, for whatever reason, just are, are killing it because they have a bunch of youth. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. But I think, for me, like, will I sit down and watch the game? I mean, I might not. I might try to watch the highlights if I, if I have the chance. But uh, it's just kind of intriguing because, again, I want to see, does Jacksonville continue what they did against the Colts, or is that just a first-week kind of fluke, getting the rust off of everybody kind of thing? So. I mean, listen, if the Titans don't fix their kicking issues, uh, then the Jags, the Jags may may win that game and be up a, a game and a half in uh, in that division. And that would be – well, that'd be wild for one thing. But, uh, that, yeah, I mean, uh, that would be that would be something. And uh, if, that, if that were to happen, we uh, – I mean, we, we, we might have a lot to talk about next week. We might, uh, we might have to be uh, 
giving the Jags a little more credit than what they, uh, you know, may deserve. But either way, um, my third game is the Pats versus Seahawks. It's a Super Bowl rematch somewhat, right? I mean, except, of course, it's, uh, it's Cam Newton at quarterback for the Pats, and it's Chris Carson at running back for the Seahawks, uh, among other changes, of course, obviously. Um, but, I mean, I guess my question would be, uh, they get to the goal line, does the Seahawks run it or throw it? Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson, I mean, I think I think you earn it. I mean, he, for the 18th time in his career, he's had the most passing and rushing yardage on the team after a game. So, um, I think you just trust Russell Wilson to win the game for you with his feet. What is your third game? Yeah, sorry, I didn't catch that. Yeah, so uh, mine is Arizona-Washington. And, again, like, you might be thinking, man, Brad's kind of weird in his picks. I think for me this early in the season, there are picks that are kind of intriguing. Like, like can Arizona continue what they did against the 49ers against the Washington defense that looked well? Can Washington do what they did against Philly against Arizona with a more mobile quarterback? Um, yeah, so there's just lots of questions in that in that game. Uh, I don't think anybody saw the Washington football team uh, beat in first place in the NFC East at any point in this season. Uh, and granted, it's only week one, but um, and I don't think many people saw Arizona as being the second in the NFC West this early on in the season. So, in saying all that, um, yeah, um, I'm really intrigued to see how they play. Again, this might not be a game where I want to sit down and watch, but I'm really excited to kind of follow along with it and see how it goes because I just want to see what these teams are kind of made of. And that's the same thing with Tennessee and Jacks. Like, Tennessee, uh, you know, you saw Corey Davis kind of have a breakout game uh, last night, and maybe that's because they declined his fifth-year option, and A.J. Brown looks like to be the number one receiver. I I, I don't know. Um, but uh, – and in Pitt and Denver, I mean, I think Denver has some promise, but Pitt, again, like – is that offense – can the offense click against a, a somewhat better defense, at least in the secondary, than the Giants? So, my honorable mention of the week is Green Bay, Detroit. Um, now, after we're watching Aaron Rodgers throw for almost 400 yards uh, with everybody saying he has no receivers outside of Devontae Adams, uh, was impressive. Um, and I don't know if Detroit can hold up with Green Bay. But, in saying that, Green Bay doesn't have a defense either. So, I think that Matthew Stafford and company with fair – uh, better against Green Bay than it is Chicago. So that could be a very high-scoring affair, kind of like the Green Bay-Minnesota matchup we saw in week one. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that pick a lot. And so, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of interesting games this week, Brad. I, well, I don't know. I mean, we have interesting games because it's football. I, I mean, I don't know if there's a whole lot of really, you know, downright, you know, watchable games. I mean, I thought Buck saints was a game that you just had to watch last week. Um and so, yeah, I mean, interesting games on paper for sure. I, I, you know, maybe not as much on TV. But if the football is better, because the football has been a little down due to the fact that, you know, I mean, no preseason, uh, you're just kind of just kind of filling their ways. Uh, uh, a lot of teams, you know, having IR issues or, you know, COVID issues or, you know, just kind of whatever. What, you know, I mean, a lot of teams having injury issues plainly. I mean, I, I think if – I don't know if there's any team out there that's fully healthy. I, I mean, and that's crazy. I, I mean, you know, um, and not fully healthy from a, you know, a depth standpoint, but fully healthy from like a starter standpoint. I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think every team probably has an injury on, you know, in their starting core, uh, defense, offensively, or maybe even special teams wise. And so, but either way, Brad, um, 
yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited for week two. And uh, let's get into our picks. Currently, we are both tied at eight and eight. Um, that's crazy. I, I mean, you know, um, great minds think alike. You know, we were wrong about a few, Brad. We had both picked the um, – we were definitely were 500, so that's always good. But we had both picked – I'm trying to pull it up here. I'm trying to pull up our, our graph that we – if you haven't followed us on, on Facebook yet, uh, our Facebook page, Golden Point Sports, we always post it up on there and everything, our picks and whatnot. It's always cool. Brad, he's, he's also making graphics and whatnot. I try, but I am – Whole Red Bull, or I just haven't learned properly yet. I don't know. Either way, um, we both picked the Chiefs to win. Chiefs won. We split on the Seahawks Falcons. Um, both picked the Ravens. Both picked the Pan uh, Bills. We split on the Panthers Raiders. We split on the Bears Lions. Both picked the Colts. Um, we uh, we split on the uh, Packers Vikings. We both picked the Dolphins. I don't know what we're thinking. Um, we both picked the Eagles. What in the world? Um, we both picked the Bengals. Okay. Uh, we both picked the Saints. Hey, there you go. Uh, we split on the Cardinals San Francisco. We both picked the Cowboys. I mean, maybe we got screwed by a, a, a call at the end. I don't know. Um, and then we both picked the Steelers. Good call, and we split on the Titans-Broncos. But so we're 8-8. Eight and eight. So let's go into our picks here, Brad. And uh, you know, I, I I always love these. I love doing these picks, and um, I think that I think that if if <laughs> I think that it's always a fun thing, you know, just kind of see which one of us uh, are better at picking. But you know, listen. Um, the thing is, is uh, the thing is, is I mean, we're eight and eight. We're both eight and eight. So no one's got a leg up on the other yet. Um, but we will. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Week two of the two of the week two of the 2020-2021 NFL season is upon us. First up, Brad, Bengals versus Browns. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. Okay. I want to take the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I really, really do. Uh, but I am going to go with the Browns. Um, and that's only because – uh, there were flashes of of good uh, with the with the rushing game. I think they're going against a easier defense than the Ravens, uh, and so I'm going to pick Browns here to get it done, uh, win the game. I, I think the game. I, I think it probably is going to go towards the Browns' way, but I don't know. I like the Bengals in this one for some reason. All right, Giants versus Bears. I'm going to take I'm going to take the Giants to win this one, Brad. Man, so I've kind of gone back and forth on this one. You're like, man, why the Giants and the Bears? Well, because I thought Daniel Jones actually looked pretty good against the Steelers on Monday night. I mean, the Steelers defense, we're going to put one of the top in the league. Uh, and him and him and uh, what uh, Darius Slayton, they were they were on on the same page. And Sherlin Shepard had a couple of good catches. Uh, Daniel Jones showed some signs of maturity and some improvement, uh, being able to move at his feet and, and, and uh, get the ball out. Um, I'll be in rush. And so in saying that, I think I'm going to go with the Bears. So um, I do like the maturity steps that Daniel Jones is taking. I also liked how Mitch Trubisky played against the Detroit Lions, although it was the Detroit Lions. He now goes against, a, I think, a poor defense in the Giants, and then he's able to do well. So I'm going to go Bears here. 
All right. So, so far we are splitting it here, which is good. You know, which is good. All right. Rams versus Eagles. Um, I'm going to take uh, – I think the Eagles could bounce back in this game. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to – I think the Eagles could bounce back in this game. So, I'm going to take the Eagles. Oh, man. Um, let's see. I really want to pick the Eagles, but after they played, the way they played Washington, I mean, the first half, they looked great. Uh, second half, they looked terrible. So, uh, I think they're going against another really good defensive line uh, with, with Darnold and company. And so, I'm going to pick the Rams in this one. Uh, Lane Johnson is supposed to be back, I believe, so maybe that will help them out. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it is Aaron Donald nonetheless, and he literally bullies people on that field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, um, yeah, uh, Aaron Donald may do the same thing against the Eagles line Falcons versus Cowboys, Brad, I am going to take, I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Uh, they had a good, they, they put up a good fight against, uh, the Rams, but, uh, I do, tr- I do like the, uh, the Dallas offense and defense just slightly better than the Falcons. Wow, we are split through the first four. That's crazy. All right, Panthers versus Buccaneers. Brad, I think we might be able to agree on this one. I'm going to take the Buccaneers to win this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bucs too. So, first one of five games we, did, we uh, agree on. But, yeah, I'll take the Bucs. I think we're going to agree on the next one, 49ers and Jets. I'm going to take the Niners to uh, come away with this W. Yeah, uh, yeah, no hesitation. Niners as well. Broncos versus Steelers, Brad. I'm going to take the Steelers to win this one. I just think the defense is going to be able to keep Drew Locke in check. And, uh, and yeah, I, I'll take the Steelers to win this one. Yeah, I like how the Steelers offense looked. I know I'm a Steelers fan, but the offense looked pretty good against a, a maybe a third-tier defense in the Giants. But I want to pick Pittsburgh here. Um, Jaguars versus Titans. I'm going to take the Titans there at home. I think Derrick Henry runs all over the Jaguars like he usually does. He is King Henry. And he is the Jaguars' papa. Man, so I am 1-0 picking your Titans, and that, that's really enticing. Uh, but then we both picked against the Jags, and they did well against the Colts team that a lot of people had as the favorites to win the AFC South. So uh, I think the Colts have a better defense than the Titans, honestly. Uh, so I'm going to actually say – I know, Jadavian Clowney, yeah, I get it, whatever. Uh I'm going to say the Jags here, only only because I think Arnold Minshew would do a better job getting away from Jadavian Clowney and company than Drew, uh, yeah, Drew Locke. You know, I hope it comes down to the pick of that game on who on who, on who who does better this week. That'd be something, wouldn't it? I mean, hey, if the Titans pull me down, I might just pick them every week. We'll see. So, I mean, I, I usually pick against them, and that's how they win, but I just can't pick the Jags because the Jags stink. I love, Anyways, how have, I, I love how we think we have the fate of our teams in our hands. So I, I know. Hey, it's, I mean, it, it does feel like that. It's just work, ironically works out that way, I guess. Lions versus Packers, Brad. Um, Aaron Rodgers looked really good. I'm going to take the Packers. Yeah, it's hard. Just the way he looked against Minnesota, it's hard to pick against him right now. I think the offense is too good. I don't pick the Packers. Bills versus Dolphins, Brad. Uh, I mean, I think I think that kind of gave it away with who I had for start of the fantasy week. I'm going to pick the, uh, the Bills here. Yeah, we agree. I'm going to take the Bills as well. Vikings versus Colts. I think this is a I think this is an interesting one. Um, I think it could be the one. I, I'm personally going to. Um, you know what? I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. Okay. Yeah, I think it's an intriguing matchup as well. Uh, I'm going to pick the Colts here. Interesting. 
Washington versus the Cardinals. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Man, I want to take the Cardinals so bad. Uh, but the Washington defense looks good, but I told everybody to sit them. So I'm going to pick the Cardinals here. So. All right, Brad, I think we'll both agree on this one. Ravens at Texans. I'm going to take the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens too. Uh, there's no reason not to trust them right now. So. Chiefs versus Chargers. I know we're going to agree on this one. I think this is the game that uh, Tony Romo and Jim Nance will be at. And so I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. Patriots versus Seahawks, Brad. I personally am going to take – I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. Man, I want to take the Seahawks. I'll take the Seahawks as well, yes. Saints versus Raiders, Brad. Are you going to uh, take I mean, I mean, I, I think it could be an intriguing matchup, but I, I just like New Orleans too much to, to pick against them. I, and I say I like them too much because I liked how they, their defense played and their offense played against the Bucks. I agree. I'm going to pick the Saints in this one. All right, Brad, so we started off with a – we started off with a uh, – we started off with, with everybody picking different, and then we started – and then we at the end of it, we were, we were pretty much the same. But that's okay. Real quick, I just had something come across the, uh, the, the ticker, I guess you would say. Uh, before we get to Golden Point of Faith, the MLB and the MLBPA have reportedly agreed to a playoff plan featuring neutral site bubbles uh, in the – I'm just kind of reading it over here. literally just happened, I believe. Uh, the National League is expected to play in Texas, while the American League is expected to play in California. I think this is great and uh, could be interesting. If it's as interesting as the, as the, you know, the NHL bubble and the, ML, and the NBA bubbles have been – I think this is interesting, and honestly, Brad, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the playoffs of the NFL, I think we might see the same thing. But that's kind of far down the road, and, and so either way, yeah, the MLB has agreed on that. Jeff Passan of the ESP of ESPN, uh, he reported the details of the bubble plan on Friday, but uh, apparently it is being finalized now. And so, uh, yeah, I like that idea, and so uh, just kind of if you want to speak on that real quick and then just go into your golden point of faith. Yeah, I think it's smart. I think they had uh, kind of like what the big 10 is doing now. They kind of took the hard way to kind of learn. And I, and I say that it sounds like I'm like, all knowing. I'm not all knowing, but just the way NBA, NBA and NHL played out, I think they finally realized we probably should have done the same thing. And so we're going to do a playoff. So I think that was really smart. Uh, California, I'm kind of surprised with just because all the wildfires going on and uh, how they've been dealing with the COVID. But uh, regardless, uh, and hearts go out to them for sure. Uh, those dealing with the wildfires in the Northwest. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think that was a smart move by MLB. Uh, and so we're going to go to the golden point of faith. Like Robert said, I'm going to transition right into it. Um, really, as we watch the first week of the games, I, I think it shows there's a lot of teamwork that goes involved. We're like, no way. Like, Brad, you're just being caught, Captain Obvious. Well, I probably am. Uh, but uh, a lot of teamwork goes on, you know. I mean, the quarterbacks depend on the receivers, tight ends, the running backs to catch the ball. Uh, you know, running backs are depending on their line to make the holes for them to get through the gaps. Um, and you see that with even the Cowboys a couple years ago when McFadden had a thousand yards with the Cowboys. Uh, and then you had um, LaShawn McCoy and everybody else. And really, you got to give it up to the line. The line, if it wasn't for the line, uh, the, the running backs would not have that good of a season. And then you can even say on the flip side of defense, I mean, if your front seven is doing good, that helps reinforce your secondary, and obviously vice versa, where your secondary, if they're playing well, uh, that helps alleviate some of the pressure of the pass, you know, passing defense in the front seven of your defense. But either way, 
you work together. You work together the whole team, and obviously your offense, also depends on your defense and vice versa, because uh, if you can string together a 19-minute drive with the Giants, or it's a 19-play drive with the Giants on, on Monday night against the Steelers, uh, they gave they gave their defense a lot of rest, um, and also gave our offense a lot of rest. The Steelers' offense a lot of rest. So, uh, so you kind of just play off each other. It's kind of like a niche uh, where you kind of you, you all have your own thing to do, and it helps the other person uh, look better, be better. And it's not always all about yourself. And I think you can see it a lot. Really, you see it a lot in the offensive line, defensive line, because it's like well, maybe not defensive line, but surely the offensive line. It's like they're there, and people know that they're there, and they do well. But if a running back has a good game, it's not like Oh well, Benny Snow had a good game, so let's give the Pittsburgh Steelers O line, you know, congratulations. Or or Cam Newton had a good game, let's give the uh, the Patriots offensive line a, a, a round of applause. It usually doesn't happen. It usually gets put on the individual player. Um, but if it wasn't for his offensive line, his maybe his receiver sent up some blocks or tight ends, um, or even or even like Cam Newton, for example, if his running back can sent up blocks, you know, can he run for those touchdowns? So uh, everybody works together for each other, and they really look out for. Not just their own interest. Now there are a few players out there that look up their own interest. An easy one for me, uh, sadly enough, uh, and this is an old old person, but Terrell Owens. Uh, you know, if you watched him play during his career, like he was talented, but he didn't care about anybody but himself. Um, you see Antonio Brown. You know, after a while, he plays with, as a team, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm the best person in the NFL, um, and I don't care about anybody else. Um, but in Philippians two four, it says. Uh, let each of you not only look out to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And so I hope that speaks some encouragement to you. Like, and you're like, oh, well, you're talking about sports, but we can do that in work, in our family, uh, with our friends, uh, and all kinds of, in, our, in our church, if you go to church, and all kinds of relationships is that uh, at the end of the day, uh, we should be looking out for everybody else around us and, and not only just for ourselves. I mean, it's, there's a point where it's like, Okay, there's, but Brad, you have to look out for yourself. Well, I think to a point, but if you even look at the most successful leaders, they all have good teams around them. They're, they're not just people who do everything themselves. You know, you, you see that with Lamar Jackson, for example, in the playoffs, when they force him to do everything himself. He can't just win the, like, he needs people to step up when you don't, doesn't have receivers catching the ball, or, or maybe uh, Mark Ingram's not running well, and it's all on Lamar Jackson. You see in the first round, he doesn't do well because all placed on his shoulders. And even Russell Wilson, you see the Seahawks. You know, eventually Russell Wilson gets worn out doing all this stuff by himself. Um, and so that's why you need the team. So, and I, and I think that can definitely apply to our life in all kinds of circumstances. So remember that Philippians 2 4 it says, I'll say it one more time, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So I hope that encourages you today. I hope that challenges you. I hope that you can apply it to your life. So uh, that's your golden point of faith. Amen, Brad. Amen. Welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. You can find us on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and more. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let us know what you thought in your comments. And go rate us and give us reviews on any other podcast site you listen to. Again, thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed this week's episode.